May, may he, namaste. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say. The only part that he feels the same. Yes. <laughs> it's our first uh, first bullshit filler for 2021, our first show for 2021. Uh, just quickly, tell me about your Christmas and New Year. I haven't spoken to you for a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, that was my Christmas. Hey, oh, no, I'm joking. I, I don't. I That was hurtful. I'm sorry. No, it was a, it was a low-key um, Christmas. I don't know if you heard this. COVID things going around. So we were pretty much here at the house and just opening gifts and yada, yada, yada. I got some socks. I was pretty excited, which means I'm an old man now that I'm excited to, about socks. To put on the door when uh, Angelo comes over? <laughs> yes, yes. Now I'm depressed. The Angelo. Yeah. Anyway, so how was yours? How was yours? Uh, yeah, pretty quiet. Uh, we just played Minecraft and sat in the pool, and uh, it's very hot. Um, yeah, oh, so, you sat in the pool, mm, yeah, it must be so hard yeah, for you. It was, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, um, I was supposed to be going down to Melbourne, uh, to do a QAV event uh, this week, but uh, COVID has broken out again in Sydney and Melbourne, so I can't go down. Right. But you know, unlike your magnificent uh, failed state, uh, when we here we get like five cases, they're like, shut the borders, <laughs> everyone close down, that's it, everyone yeah. go home. Yeah. Uh, if it was the US, uh, we'd people, be opening up. Yeah. It's a Tuesday. Dead people. Yeah. Who cares? yeah. So uh, today in the Bullshit Filler, we were supposed to have a guest, uh, Mike Snyder, my favorite crazy American conspiracy theorist, um, but uh, he pulled out. Um, <laughs> we can only uh, assume why Mike was going to come on. And he called right. me an idiot on Facebook couple of weeks ago uh, and after his last appearance on this show that's pretty bold of him uh he said he, he was he he has claimed uh, in various discussions i've had with him on facebook that uh the election was stolen there was fraud uh he can back it up and um that the covid cases are inflated uh, in the u.s and he could back that up as well so I invited him to come on the show and back that up, but he uh, pulled out right. 10 minutes ago. So uh, uh, it's just you and I. We're going to have to just yeah. ad lib. We're going to have to ad lib stuff because we weren't prepared I, for this. I can do that. Uh, a quick question to follow up. Does that mean that there are not 342,000 deaths in America? Or some of those are like other reasons, like mountain lion attacks and uh, <laughs> uh, car wrecks and stuff so, like that. So 
look, I, I see this um, prop up from Australians as well, disappointingly. Mm-hmm. I have to jump in every time. People say, well, only 6% of the deaths are, you know, solely related to COVID. It's all inflated. And, you know, I think right. we've done this on the show before, but I have to point out to people that, yes, that's what that's what COVID does. If we, we knew this all along, mm-hmm. we talked about this from the very get-go, we said the people at most risk of mortality, fatality from COVID were those that had comorbidities, a word I don't think I ever used before 2020. Um, but, uh, yeah, people with existing medical conditions, um, you know, they're, they're overweight, their immune system is weakened by, you know, because of whatever. Um, mm-hmm. they've, they've got heart conditions, lung conditions, liver conditions, diabetes. Right. The toll that uh, COVID plays on your system can cause one of these other things to finally kill you whereas we may have been able to hold it off without covid so there are all these people going around saying the numbers that's one of the the excuses that you'll see being bandied about in terms of inflation that it's because oh they died of pneumonia yes but you know they died of pneumonia because they had covid people say well if you're in a car crash and you got covid that's a covid death no it's not a covid death COVID-related deaths are ones where you had uh, an existing condition that was exacerbated by COVID and uh, you would have possibly, probably, had a good chance of surviving if COVID hadn't overwhelmed your system. And the fact that there are people out there seriously trying to push this argument is uh yeah is uh sort of depressing in a way at how just fucking stupid people are yeah so but what you're saying is to be blunt is even if you you die in relation with covid and something else like one of these pre-existing conditions covid gets the win I mean, that is the reason why you're, you know, it's on your death certificate, COVID-related illness or whatever. And so again, yeah. And so is it supposed to make us feel better that the numbers are theoretically invaded? I mean, inflated, that's stupid. That's ridiculous. We still have 342,000 deaths. And we're going to have another 100,000 or 200,000 before this is all over with. I don't know if you've kept up with this, but not only are we falling behind on uh getting the medicines out to various locales we also can't get them to administer the uh the the vaccines because these various um medical institutions have been underfunded for years and they're too busy dealing with covid patients to actually give the covid vaccine so they were telling us you know give us another 6 to 8 months now it's looking like it's going to be longer than that before the general populace starts getting this vaccine. We could be looking at a second year here. And so who in the hell knows what's going to happen here in America? Israel is a whole different uh, situation. We'll probably get to that in a moment. And then you've got this pharmacist in Milwaukee in mm-hmm. uh, Ozuki Azuk- County, who has been arrested and uh, charged with deliberately spoiling 600 doses of the vaccine. He left them out because they're supposed to be refrigerated. He left them out for 12 hours, I think, uh, allegedly uh, in a deliberate attempt to destroy them because he thought they were going to change people's DNA. Um, And this guy is a fucking pharmacist. He should know better. He should be hung up by his nutsack, but that's not a legal thing. I don't, I don't think. Getting back to the cause of death, you know, yeah. my father 
probably died of a heart attack. The fact that he had advanced stage four cancer at the time right. means that the cause of death is listed as uh, cancer, but he probably didn't die of the cancer. It's not like a cancer cell killed him. He died of a heart attack, but his body was so weakened because of the cancer it was right. the heart attack. We go, well, it's not really a cancer death. Yes, it yeah. is a cancer death, but he died of a heart attack. Right. Because he had cancer. Yeah. It's yeah. not that fucking hard to understand, you would think. Exactly. Exactly. And, and again, these people are still dead and they suffered. And, and maybe some of them were um, the wage earners and their families. So now the family suffers besides the grief. And because, and you've seen this on the news, they can't have those closing moments with their family. Cause it's not like a whole bunch of people can come into the room and say goodbye to them. So it's horrible. It's miserable. It's painful. And it's just ongoing. And who knows when it's going to stop. Or depending on your family. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, mine would be like relief. score. Sorry, like Sorry. COVID has got me out of many parties and oh. weddings this year, and I'm like, thank you, COVID. It's ba- thank you, COVID, for making this the best year ever. <laughs> um, it's just given me excuses to get out of doing shit that I don't want to do. Right. It's like I'm like, it's like a yeah. curb your enthusiasm episode. I'm using. <laughs> well, this is using, the good COVID. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I can't come to your thing, uh, your party. Yeah. As much uh, as I want to. I've got COVID. Uh, So I might have, I might have COVID. I've been exposed. Tony Coniston used it to get out of doing a podcast with me this week. Uh, We were supposed to do a a QOV episode and he said, ah, somebody at my golf club down at his country estate was diagnosed with COVID. So he said, you know, I'm quarantining and uh, I may have COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I can't. I, I could give it to you over the microphone. I don't want to. I don't want to do right. it. He, he got out of a whole show by doing. Took another week off. Well, he was thinking about your safety. So thank you. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Um, the other thing I really wanted to talk about with you, though, Papa yeah. Bear, today is Trump's phone call to the Secretary of State of Georgia. Yeah. Hit the media yesterday. Uh, have you listened to the recording of the call? I didn't listen to the whole thing because I don't have that kind of tolerance, but I did listen to snippets. My, my, uh, the part that I enjoyed was that he called the secretary of state 18 times before he finally got through to him. This guy's like, I'm not fucking taking that call, but the white house put pressure on him. He took the call and either he or his, the lawyer had a sense of mind to hit record. I wouldn't be surprised if someone's recording us right now. I mean, that's just the the world we live in. So always got to look out for that. Yeah, I'm recording us right now. This is See, a podcast. told you. It's See, everywhere. It's, it's a vast it conspiracy. Okay. I heard on Conan O'Brien's show yesterday that uh, in the US, podcasters are now declared emergency, not emergency, uh, essential services personnel. It's been a long time coming. I'd like to thank many people. Um, no, that's not a speech. I'm sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because we're keeping people sane, especially Tommy G. Oh, my God. This guy burns through our material like crazy, like porn. <laughs> Really like porn. Uh, yeah, getting back to Trump's phone call, yeah, I yeah. did. I did listen to the bits that were released uh, by the Washington Post. I tell you what, like a lot of people are saying, it's a bad thing this phone call um, because he's trying to, you know, still uh, overthrow the results of the election. But I tell you, I think it's a good thing. I think you should be right. happy about this phone call, and I'll tell you why. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, also yesterday, all of the living former secretaries of defense right. signed an open letter um, urging Trump not to in, try and involve the military in a coup. I mean, the fact that they did that uh, and most of them the, are Republicans, yes, is uh, fascinating in and of itself. But the fact that he made that phone call to the Secretary of State of Georgia, to me, that doesn't sound like the kind of phone call a guy who's about to plan a coup in the next couple of days or a couple of weeks makes. You know, if, you're, if, you've, if you've got a, a coup, a military right. coup being organised, being engineered, planned, you don't right. ring a guy begging him to find you 11,780 votes. I would respectfully disagree. The coup is in my back pocket and I'll fucking use it, but I would rather not. Let me call up this nobody guy, secretary of state of Georgia, and let me put the pressure on him, put the screws on him, I think as the mob says, and see if I can get him to break. I mean, it didn't happen, but you always, you know, you start easy and then you come in with a sledgehammer. You don't lead off with a sledgehammer. Maybe unless you're Trump. I don't know, but um, I still think it's possible. It's something very undemocratic and violent is going to happen Wednesday. Who in the hell knows what's going to happen Wednesday? So So Wednesday, so the Georgia runoff is happening tonight, your time. What day Uh, is it Tomorrow. It's Monday here. I thought it was Monday. It's not Monday night. It's Tuesday. Tuesday for the Georgia election, which um, at least 3 million people have already voted through ballots and mail and stuff like that. And then the very next day is when the Senate comes together and, the shit show is Congress. going to start. Congress is going to the start. Joint yes. joint sitting of Congress. Joint, yes. Thank Mike you, yeah. Pence has to verify the Electoral College count. It's procedural. It's ceremonial. But somehow Trump didn't get that memo. He's like, no, just say the other name. Just come on, say the other name. Who in the fuck knows what these people are going to do? So how loyal is Pence? That's the question. The very fact that, you know, these things are even happening in the United States sh- yes, yes. is uh, astounding, um, amusing, terrifying. But, you know, and this has been the point that I've been making for, for you know, donkey's years, <laughs> just an, another piece of evidence that uh, the U.S. is a failed state. It's in decline. And this is what happens when you have unfettered capitalism as the basis of your socioeconomics uh, for a country. Right? It, exactly. It's uh, the, the culmination of decades and decades of people with money taking control of the mechanisms of power inside mm-hmm. the US, um, trying to fight a battle against the progressive forces uh, and to to maintain control. It's, it's something that we've explored in the Cold War show. This has been going on in various forms in the United States since the 20s. And uh, it escalated in the 30s and 40s when FDR and the New Deal was going on. We saw all of these conservative business forces align themselves with the churches to try and uh, um, connect capitalism and Christianity in America all into one big propaganda myth. And they did a great job. And to bundle any discussion of progressive economics 
with uh, Soviet autocracy exactly. or, uh, you know, evil. Yeah, inherent evil. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, I was going to say, if, if Mike had come on, I was going to say, and tell me what you think about this real quick. Let's assume for a second that with every presidential election, there's a little bit of cheating. There's some people who are maybe getting their dead's aunt's uh, ballot or who, who who knows. But let's say that there's a certain amount of discrepancies, completely illegal stuff baked into the election. I have no trouble believing that because humans are humans. But if that's the case, Biden won with that amount of Ill- illegal activity baked in. So it's it's not enough to change the votes because what Biden won by what, five or seven million votes? I, eight million, I can't remember. But the point is, it's probably not a perfect system, but he won. Let's move on. But for some people to hold on to that and who are willing to march on Washington on Wednesday with their guns, cause trouble, maybe there's going to be more uh, stabbings. The I know the, uh, the uh, National Guard's going to be out in force. I mean, it's just crazy. Like you said, this should not be happening. When Trump won, I was in a stupor for a month. I got over it and I made a whole bunch of jokes for the next four years. For whatever reason, these people can't get over it and move on with their lives. What's changed? You know, is it you've, is it their religious you've, you've belief? Been a, you've been in a stupor, stupor the entire time I've known you. I don't know. What Not a sexual stupor, slightly Trump's different. But the point election is election has to do with it. <laughs> No, but just but why can't these people do what a lot of disgruntled people did four years ago? I I can't answer that. Well, because uh, you know, I think they genuinely believe that there is a fundamental threat to mm. their way of life, to the United right. States, and uh, what it means. Uh, you know, I think they genuinely believe. Uh, that there is uh, corruption and fraud, that the uh, radical left, as they like to call them, uh, which, you know, to me is uh, they're, they're sort of centre-right, your radical left over there. Yeah. Um, the radical left are going to bring in socialism. There'll be, you know... Every other baby will be aborted uh, just lying on the streets. Uh, there will be, you know, they'll take away their guns. Uh, there's going right. to be, I don't know, whatever. They believe all of the conspiracy theory fear scenarios and um, they're, they, they're, they're prepared to fight. There's all this mythology in your country about, you know, standing up and fighting for your rights and the... Yeah. The, the only thing it takes for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing and all of this sort of, you know, Deadwood right. cowboy era yeah. we uh, love it. mythology. We love it. Well, the other mythology is that um, we're just, each election is the, is the election um, that's just, like you said, just trying to hold off the end of days. You know, remember, remember when the Democrats took everybody's guns? Oh, wait, that didn't happen. But that's still the message that gets out there. And it still works. People still get worked up. They still go out and buy a whole bunch of guns every time someone says something that I was looking at the two Democrats who are running in the Georgia election. And what they said was, look, if we get elected, we will help Biden pass another COVID relief bill because clearly American people haven't hasn't got enough money. We will help with minimum wage. We will help with student debt relief. I mean, 
And my response to that shouldn't be, oh, you socialist bastards. They're trying to be progressive. They're trying to bring um, the people along. But like you said, those very things make people think of socialism, which thinks of communism, which thinks of the Soviets, thinks of the Cold War. It's all evil and it has to be stopped no matter what. There's no thinking. It's all just gut reaction and caveman processing. It, it makes no sense to me. Yeah. But of course, you know, I would love to see uh, a revolution in the United States. I do think you need one. Be uh, but uh, it's, you know, for different reasons. It's right. not to stop the uh, progressive forces. It's to fight the elite, you know, the yeah. uh, military industrial complex. You need to wrest control of the country and the economy yes. and the military away from the military industrial complex, which has been using its power over the last 70 years to mm -hmm. create so much damage around the globe and in America to basically um, uh, extract billions if not trillions of dollars yes. out of your economy that should be going to pay for health care and education and infrastructure huh. uh, to, to go into the pockets of uh, corporations yeah. in the MIC. Yeah. Oh, semi-related. Did you see where Mitch McConnell's and Nancy Pelosi's houses were vandalized uh, after the, uh, the, the COVID checks with you know, stayed at six hundred and then go to two thousand. I mean, you're right. I mean, we even though it's incremental, we are getting to where civil, or not civil war, but we're getting to where violence is more and more becoming the go-to response when someone's not happy with something, how something has turned out. I mean, again, it reminds me of Rome, the, the brothers Gracchi. You just get a little closer and closer, and there's a little more violence each time until. And then once the genie's out of the bottle, how in the hell do you stop something like that until one side wins? Yeah, you're right. And, uh, you know, I see it the same way through the lens of history, right? Once mm -hmm. things cross a certain line, it's very hard to put, put the so, cats back in the bag, right? It's uh, <laughs> the, uh, the forces, like you, you've got a growing percentage of people over there who are extremists uh, and some on the left and some on the right. I mean, another thing that Mike Schneider's always gone on about it, how it's the... Uh, the Antifa that are the real danger on the streets. And look, I'm sure there are some angry people on the left over there yeah. who, like me, want to overthrow the system. Um, and I, I'm sure that there are some people like that that are, um, you know, yeah, committing acts of uh, vandalism and violence from time to time. But according to your own... FBI, uh, yeah. the vast the majority of the yeah. vast Sorry, majority ahead. of domestic terrorism is coming from the extreme right. Exactly, they've got guns, they've got cans of beans stocked up in a cave somewhere out west. They are ready to go there, and they're getting more organized. They're using technology, like they tried to kidnap that governor a couple of months ago, Michigan or wherever. But yeah, so um, that is the real number one threat in America, and all the terrorist attacks that we keep worried about from the Middle East, we're too busy terrorizing ourselves. So it's time to acknowledge the real threat to this country, but people don't want to. So because it doesn't fit their narrative. Mm. So uh, when are you leaving? When are you getting out? 
Uh, well, the plan was, and please don't take this personally, because Kiki wants to move to Brisbane. We were going to move to Scotland, but then Brexit came along, and their GDP is going to be shit or suffering for maybe a generation, at least 10 years. So that can't be good for us. Um, I was going to go to Ireland so I could stay in the EU, but I can't understand what those people are saying. No offense, Zach. Um, so I'm not sure. We might have to, we might have to, to, uh, to come to Australia. Um, I don't know if it's going to be safe for you and I to be on the same continent. Go to Ireland. You could put on a leprechaun outfit. You'd fit right in. <laughs> I could get a job just standing outside a pub. I thought you were going to New Zealand to be a hobbit, professional <sighs> hobbit. Yes. Oh, I could quit shaving my feet. Thank you. Awesome. You were so helpful. Seriously, have you made any yeah. efforts to uh, apply for, uh, you know, a visa? No. no, 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 no. You're like you're like the people in Pompeii around uh, 79 yes. CE yes. going, Vesuvius. It's a beautiful day. No, it's great. No. It's been it's, <laughs> it's been rumbling forever. Yeah. It's it, it doesn't it's never going to erupt. Yeah. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, this is no excuse. Granted, but where I live, again, we have more cows than people. Our lives haven't changed. Um, you know, we still do what we do because we hardly ever see people. We hardly ever go to the big city. Oh, my God, it's sounding like the Beverly Hillbillies. Um, but and so our day to day routine, we haven't been affected per se by COVID like some people have. So I'm not feeling the pinch. But no, you're right. I should be getting the fuck out of Dodge. Um and I'm just not doing anything about it. So that's that's on me. That's on me. I mean, I'm an American. What is it? What a surprise to everybody yeah. that you're just not doing anything. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it is par for the course. You're waiting for someone else to come in and just uh, do it all for yeah. you. And then, uh, if they uh, could, that would really be great. I'd appreciate it. And if they could make me breakfast too, that would. <laughs> Don't spit, swallow. <laughs> oh, you know i do um yes julian assange uh yes. so the news came out last night my time that the uk judge in the extradition hearing determined mm -hmm. that he should not be extradited to the united states not because uh, they believe assange's uh legal team's rationale that he is going to be treated unfairly by the Americans. Right. But, or that the whole thing is a, a political um, beat up. Yeah. Yes. But because they fear uh, him as a suicide risk. Yes. Um, if he spends any more time in isolation. Yeah. Now, I think his team are going to try and get him released on bail uh, the the Americans are going to appeal it, take it to the UK High Court. Right. Um, so uh, I don't know. I guess it's the first positive thing that's happened to Julian Assange in many years. Yeah, um, and that's we'll relative. Plays out. Yeah. So between his time at the Ecuador embassy and the time that he's in jail now, how many years has that been? I mean, hasn't he already paid the price without the coming to America part of it. I mean, you would think that, I mean, if they wanted the Americans, Americans wanted to break him and we do, they've done a pretty good job of it. Why can't they let it go? That's just not the way we work, I guess. So the big question in my mind is what happens after January 20th? Yeah. Does the Biden administration uh, 
pull the pin on the extradition hearing or do they continue with it? Well, my thing is Trump is, a, is enough of a fuck you kind of person. Um, if he was to pardon um, Assange, it would just be to, you know, the middle finger to the establishment. Biden is too much a part of the establishment. Besides, he's got other things to worry about. He's not, uh, Assange is not going to be too high on Biden's list. He, it should be, but I have a hard time going. I have a hard time thinking Biden's going to take five minutes. Give me a piece of paper so I can sign it so we can get rid of this guy. It should happen, but it, I don't think Biden will do it. What do you think? Look, you know, I think the Democrats uh, during the Obama administration demonstrated that uh, they hate uh, investigative journalists that make America look bad. I think the Obama administration uh, still has the record for prosecuting the most journalists, American journalists, this is. Um, Of course, Assange Assange isn't an American journalist. He is a journalist. He is a publisher. Again, just to remind people, he won the uh, most prestigious award for for investigative journalism in Australia back in 2011, I think, the Walkley Mm -hmm. Award. Um, So he is a journalist and a publisher, but he's not an American. But I I think the Obama administration uh, went after more journalists, prosecuted more journalists under the uh, Secession Act or whatever it is, the Act of 1913 that uh, was set up before World War I to Mm. go after uh, traitors. Um, So I, I don't expect the Democrats to go lightly on Assange unless Biden's looking for some sort of a PR win. Feel good story. Yeah, if he's looking for a feel-good PR win, there might be some sort of deal with Assange where they let him go but make it contingent on shutting down WikiLeaks permanently, no more investigative journalism, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I can imagine that playing out. Well, my thing is the whole thing with Assange is pretty much like the phone call with Trump recently that was recorded. It's like now Trump is suing um, the secretary of state of Georgia. There's two lawsuits. There's a federal one and a state one. It's like, how dare you expose me doing something wrong? So now I'm going to go after you. And again, you and I've had this conversation a billion times. It makes no sense to me that they're going to punish this guy for showing that America was doing things outside of the law. And it, it's just insane. So, um, but that's the world that we live in. And you're right. I mean, the Obama um, administration went after whistleblowers, even though they paid lip service to them. So why should why should Biden be any different? In fact, Obama, uh, during his campaigning in 2008, oh, yeah. said that they were going to put additional whistleblower protections into place because a good democracy needed whistleblowers to feel like they could, you know, coming out of the Bush administration. Right. uh, When, of course, Assange leaked the, um, well, Assange not leaked, Assange published the uh, footage of the Black Hawk or whatever the Apache helicopter was shooting civilians. um, Yes. Jesus. And there was the whole uproar over that. Obama, you know, uh, played to his audience and said, "Well, if you elect us, we're going to expose. We're going to drain the swamp. We're going to. Ex- <laughs> we're going to. We're well, going to special put, way. 
protections in place for whistleblowers, but of course yeah. did the exact opposite when he got into power. He he went after whistleblowers and journalists and Assange. Um, you know, he, it was not under the um, not under the Obama administration that he was pulled out of the embassy and thrown mm-hmm. in jail, but uh, they certainly you know, made a lot of strong comments about how they'd like to see him arrested. And I think yeah. Hillary Clinton even said at one point she'd like to see him executed with a drone. So, so um, when she was Secretary of State. So, mm-hmm. um, yes, they they I don't expect a Biden administration to necessarily take a softer approach on the Assange issue unless, as I said, they're looking for a quick PR win. Yeah. Did you see that the president of Mexico, uh, Obrador, um, offered to take Assange in? Um, he said, we'll take care of him, you know, give him with us. It's a headache for all of you. Just give, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll watch him or whatever. And so that may be an out, but I seriously doubt America or the UK will take uh, take that opportunity, but maybe they should. Who knows anymore? Because it's just a just another clusterfuck that they're trying to deal with. But it's nice to know that somebody, even though it's a central American uh, country is actually trying to live up to democracy. So good for Mexico. We've got this great wall now that we (laughs) trick the Americans into building and paying for with their own money. Give us Assange. He'll be trapped here. He can't get over the wall. It'd be awesome. Well, the Americans can't get into our country to take Assange because there's a wall. Yeah. Big, big wall. It's a beautiful wall. It's the greatest wall you've ever seen. Except for the wind blows and it falls down. But other than that, Primo. And we didn't have to pay for it. So exactly. it's all great. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. What else has been in the news in the last couple of weeks? There's all these tensions ramping up with Iran again, Ray. Uh, we're seeing yeah. the war bell. So there's the other conspiracy theory running around about Trump and the end of the uh, his term at the moment is that he's going to start some shit with Iran to yeah. try and make life difficult for the Biden administration when they take over, yeah. or if you take an extreme conspiracy theory view as justification for declaring martial law, but I don't think that's going to happen at this yeah. juncture. But, uh, yes, uh, they obviously, I think a couple of days ago it was the 12-month anniversary of when Trump assassinated uh, the Iranian General Soleimani. Right. Uh so yeah protests in the streets in iran so yeah that i mean even if trump doesn't do anything stupid the next week and two weeks whatever it is i mean those people are still riled up and they're still pissed you could easily say they have a right to be so trump has done some of what he wanted to do if he wanted to make things hard for biden i mean he's already stirred the pot now he can just walk away um but he can't go to florida because obviously the people in florida don't want him they don't like him they don't (laughs) love him yeah, that's uh, kind of funny. The um, yeah. the other issues that I'm interested to see what happens with the new Biden administration, mm-hmm. apart from all of the domestic issues, obviously, is does he continue with Obama's policy of uh, opening up the relationship with Cuba? And what position do they take on Guaido and Venezuela and all of that, uh, you know, kerfuffle down there? Well, do we see do we see a, yeah. a more enlightened approach to Latin American politics with the U.S. under a Biden administration, or is it uh, American business as usual? Probably American business as usual. But my thing is, is Cuba still a threat 
to us anymore were they ever i mean come on that's got to be old news i mean let's just open up trade with cuba try to stimulate both of our economies a little bit i mean the whole thing is ridiculous except for cuba made us look bad and so therefore we can never ever normalize relationships with them because that's not how america rolls i mean it's ridiculous it's it's over with now but we can't let something go like that well vietnam made you look bad as well but you have normalized relationships with vietnam that's true. I think we, uh, what was it? We lost 50,000 men. I think there's a difference between, we wanted to get the fuck out of there. It's halfway across the world. We lost 50,000 men. We spent a shit ton of money. We were more than happy to get out. Cuba is right there. I don't know. I think maybe it's just our pride. That's it all. If you're, if, I can't make it make sense because it's American politics, but we just can't seem to get over things. And the idea we're still even not talking to Cuba, Cuba is just ridiculous. I don't get that. I do not. They are not, they cannot hurt us even if they wanted to. They could never hurt you. They're a tiny little fucking exactly. island well, in the Caribbean. Were, right. No, the worst thing I can do is get a sunburn when I go down there. No, I'm talking about the supposed Soviet missiles that were going to be put on there, but they're not a threat. <clears throat> get over it. But that's well, funny. yeah, they were Soviet missiles, not Cuban right. missiles. So, yes, yeah. the, the Soviets. And again, as we've pointed out, I think when, when we did the Fidel um, Obit series on the Cold War show, the missiles were installed for defensive purposes. Yeah. Doesn't matter. How Post dare you pigs. defend yourself against us? That's an act of war, right? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yes, yes, we just tried to invade your country, but the act of war is on you for and trying got- to defend yourself against for future in- invasion attempts. What did you tell me you, you read somewhere? Was it 357 plans to take out Castro? Seven, it was some, 700 and 700? Some astro, yeah, so, I mean, come on, so what... Why are you taking that personally? Why, why are you being like that? Why are you trying to do those missiles? So again, I think missiles. 700 plans to assassinate Castro that the CIA has acknowledged. Oh, so it's 13,000. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Just They're checking. just the ones they can remember. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, uh, you know, a bit like, you know, uh, one of my ex-wives saying, how many women did you sleep with? And me going, oh, well, I can remember wow. <laughs> five. Right. Um, and if I did two at the same time, isn't that really one? Because it, anyway, anyway. Uh, <clears throat> um, yeah. So I, I look, uh, assuming that all things uh, go uh, according to uh, the rules of uh, Hoyle in the next couple of weeks, and Biden <laughs> is sworn in without a coup right. or a, a, a martial law being declared or a civil war breaking out. Yeah. Interesting to see um, what kind of approach he takes to foreign policy. Uh, I did note that in the recent um, uh, funding bill that was mm-hmm. finally passed by Congress, right. uh, there was something like $400 million set aside for Ukraine to... Ooh you know, uh, defend their democracy. Um, right. I assume part and parcel of that is making sure any evidence of Hunter Biden's uh, <clears throat> involvement in Burisma uh, is well and truly disappeared. 
uh, the game, baby. very hard for uh, yeah. anyone to find anything about that yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah what's going so, on with the hunter biden uh investigation have you heard any more about that i haven't heard anything um about that trump trump is pretty much sucking all the air out of the room and for him it's overturning the election so if there is if there's any more on that story i haven't heard it so that money that's going to ukraine is that maybe to buy some weapons to defend themselves against Russia, or is it just going into people's pockets to keep their mouth shut, or maybe a little bit of both? Who knows? Yeah, I'm sure most of it is uh, a line of credit to buy American weapons. Gotcha. Mm. And possibly, as we talked about when we've talked about um, the Ukraine situation before, there's uh, part of the, the American play there is to take control of the energy sector in the mm-hmm. Ukraine and wrest yeah. that away from Russia. So they want the people of Ukraine buying American oil and American yeah. gas and stuff like that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So there's probably uh, some quid pro quos in play in diplomatic circles with Ukraine. Okay. We will give you this line of credit, but here's how you have to spend it. Right. And, like the Marshall Plan. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly Sorry. like the Marshall Plan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, here's what you have to do in terms of, uh, you know, where you yeah. buy your energy from, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But getting back to the Hunter Biden thing. So um, yes, I, I haven't paid much attention to this, but has Joe Biden announced yet who his pick is to run the Department of Justice? <clears throat> no, actually, they, they were starting, that was starting to generate ways that he has not yet picked anybody. Um, so as far as I know, he hasn't picked anybody. And so a lot of people are like, why hasn't he picked anybody yet? He's only got a couple of weeks. What's going on? So if he doesn't hurry up and pick someone, it's going to take a potential non-story and turn into a story and it may get traction. And so the whole thing could come back again. And I'm just finished talking about Hunter Biden because if anything did happen, I mean, it's like Cuba. It's, it's yesterday's news. And the, that's how politicians operate. So who knows? He needs to hurry up and pick someone and put that to bed. I think he should put Hunter Biden in charge of the Justice Department. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. <clears throat> Hunter Biden can get on the camera and go, <clears throat> American people, because he loves Bill Clinton. I've looked into this and I did not do, oh, no. he'd do He'd do this. Wrong. He'd go, American people, hold, just wait a minute. Woo! Woo! I'm innocent, bitches! <laughs> innocent! Oh my God. Yeah. Did you run across the um, Kazan, the Kazakh bodybuilder who was going to get married to a sex doll? Unfortunately, he had to postpone the wedding due to COVID. COVID's ruining everybody's fucking lives. And I just want to say to Yuri, I'm really sorry, but when the time comes, hope you two tie the knot and I hope you have a very long life together. And I hope she never gets uh, pricked. And I hope everything's going to be fine. Pricked? Pricked. Um, And the air comes out. She's a blow-up sex doll or, she's a, she's or more a, oh, advanced? Hey, her name is Margot. Okay. His name is Yuri Tolokko. And he met her, I guess, bought her in May of 2019. This is what I brought to the show. Um, and <laughs> he, he bought her in 2019. And there's like tons of pictures of them in oh. a hot tub and the bed and everything. Anyway, their their wedding had to be postponed because of COVID. Wow. That's all I had. Yeah. 
Well, I'm just looking through uh, other stories that have come across my uh, desk in the last couple you, of weeks. Did you read about the Washington Post praising Israel for being able to vaccinate so many other people um, in, in a relatively short time? I think they've already supposedly done like 10% or something like that. But what they're leaving out is that they are not um, vaccinating any of the Palestinians within their territory. That's how they're able to get through the correct people so quickly so that's that's causing a lot of stink for some people but the israelis or at least netanyahu seems to be fine with it sure I wasn't sure if you ran across that no i hadn't yeah. i did want to talk about uh poisoned underpants <coughs> though sure sure um i know you why don't wear them yeah that's why you go uh free, free yeah, i'm kramer baby <laughs> anyway sorry why is it called going commando? Like what? What's I? I don't know. We should look that up. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you anyway. recall that uh, some months ago we covered the story of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny being supposedly poisoned by agents of Putin. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the 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 story at the time when it all broke is that he some they got the poison in his tea, Novichok. Right. They supposedly put in his tea when he was at an airport, um, and because he fell sick on the on a plane, right? And uh, at the time, we were like, "How the fuck do you get poison in someone's tea when they're at an airport? Yeah. Like, do you uh, you know in, do you do you impersonate uh, airport uh, coffee cafe staff? Uh, but yeah. how do you know yeah. which? How do you know which cafe he's going to? You poison all of the teas that day. Mm, mm. Except he's the wrong. only person that uh, fell sick with Novichok poisoning. But uh, It's not yeah. a good, not a perfect plan. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. The story came out a couple of weeks ago, just before Christmas, that <laughs> Navalny rang one of the guys, one of the agents who he suspected was behind the poisoning Apparently, uh, that group of independent investigative bloggers, uh, Bellingcat, figured out who these guys were. They managed to, I think, use mobile phone cell Mm. uh, data or something to figure out that the particular couple of agents had been following Navalny around for a period of time. And the one guy that he spoke to is uh, he, he managed to call this guy up. Konstantin Kudryavtsev, Kudryavtsev, yeah. Good killer name. Konstantin, good name for a Russian assassin. And uh, he impersonated, Navalny this is, got the guy's number, called him up and impersonated like a senior ranking member of the FSB and said that they were sort of doing a bit of uh, an analysis on what went wrong over the phone. Right. like very sort of uh, suspicious. I don't know what kind of top FSB agent is going to fall for that. Uh, Imagine. Good point. He was the Ray of the team. James Bond getting a phone call and his voice going, oh, it's... uh, This is Yeah. (laughs) Look, uh, my name's Bob. My name's Barry, Barry Stanison. Uh, Emma's asked me agent. to just check right. in with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Agent Barry Stanison. <laughs> Emma's asked me to just uh, British accent. 
Hello, Bond. Yes, uh, Agent Barry <laughs> Stennison here. Um, yeah. Em has asked me to just call you and ask you, can you tell me all of your secret details of uh, how the hit of uh, Blofeld uh, went wrong, old chap? Went uh, belly we, up. Let me know. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Walk me uh, through it. Yeah. So he called this guy, and uh, right. apparently the guy just opened up, and they had a long forty-five minute conversation, according to Navalny. <sighs> where um, they talked about what went wrong and sure. uh, the guy said that they put the poison in his underpants. Now, if you thought getting it in his tea <laughs> at the airport was tricky, how do you get oh, I know this one. poison I know this into one. somebody's jocks? They didn't fake a position of a barista what they did was they put in a fake bathroom attendant. Here, sir, let me help you zip that up. Whoop. Happy flying, sir. I don't know. Bathroom attendants in Russia? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I've never been to Russia. I don't know. Georgia. I figure they're pretty fancy with bathroom attendants. You know, they got the vest and they stand there. I could be wrong. I, so I, I assume they somehow went through his luggage. Oh, let's go with that one. That sounds better. Yeah. yeah, you know, pass through security. But, FSB says, "Oh, we're checking luggage." They get his luggage, swipe a little bit of the old Novichok. Oh, we're doing a doing a bomb test. Plane. But he got sick on the plane. He'd have to be wearing the underwear, wouldn't he? Oh yeah. Well, maybe he pretty soon. Uh huh. Flew yeah. flew in from somewhere else. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Because next you're going to tell me. Actually, we found we uh, we were able to successfully blow it up his ass, and that's how he was poisoned. Explain that to me. Anyway, mm, mm. sorry. It is useful though far. because I'm I'm writing a screenplay at the moment uh, sure. based on the life of an assassin. Right. Uh, it's a, this is a story I've been thinking about for thirty years. Blow me um, deadly, right? <laughs> Uh, it's a story about the, uh, the like the world's greatest assassin, and um, you know, I'm, I'm I, I, the Navalny thing. Getting how, how do you get Novichok into somebody's underwear? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're gonna. It's a starring role for you. Um, Here I am Hollywood, the world's greatest right. assassin. That's right. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Because <laughs> anyway. you have one of those faces that I don't think Very anyone notices. No. You, no, you, no. You can walk through a crowd. Yeah, you're like you're like the gorilla in the basketball video, the gorilla experiment. That sounds, you know, that sounds right. You, have yeah. you seen that? Yeah. No, but it sounds dead on. So there's a, a psychology experiment that was done many years ago. And there's a video of it on the YouTube's. Uh, there was a great book called The Gorilla Experiment, I think, uh, about it. But you see a video of a bunch of people playing uh, basketball close quarters, right. like passing and you know tackling right. all that kind of stuff. We're close. Like 10, 10 people playing basketball come in. Yeah. You watch the video. They say, watch the video. At the end of the video, they say, did you notice the gorilla? And you go, what? No. Yeah. And then when you watch it again, there's a guy in a gorilla suit who walks right, right through the middle of the pack of people playing basketball. But because I think I think the question is, uh, can you count how many times they pass the ball? So you're focusing on the ball. Hyper-focused, Yes. You yeah. don't notice the gorilla. And when yeah. you go back and you watch it, you go, holy shit, how did I not see that? You are the gorilla in the basketball video, my friend. Oh. You have one of those nondescript average yeah. white man faces. Yes. That not 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 good looking, but not 
you know, uh, uh, not Quasimodo, not Quasimodo, uh, you know. yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, somewhere, right. somewhere closer yeah. to the Quasimodo, but not, I'll tell you, that's, you know, it's a good day for me, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> I can do you one better. I've been on quasi, you're quasi, quasi, you're quasi, Quasimodo, quasi, Quasimodo, quasi, Quasimodo, yeah, that's it. It's <laughs> my poor name, anyway. If we could move off this subject now. <laughs> kind of like d'angelo if you can move off my wife my, my, my dick is bent it's the it's a quite the quasimodo dick it's got a hunchback i got a hunchback was, dick it's a def defect i can't help it i didn't do anything to make it uh, anyway good uh, times, how do you get poison into somebody's underpants that's yeah. the uh that's the carefully hundred dollar question of yeah. the day yeah all right. Well, I'm done. That's the bullshit yeah. filter for 2021. First episode of the year. Um, yes. Well done to Mike Snyder for chickening out. Uh, yeah. You have uh, yet again lived up to my expectations and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, maybe That's with another show. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and if you haven't already uh, listeners yeah. of this show, go listen to our cold war episode with Danny Shawson awesome that we put it out on the bullshit awesome. filter a couple of weeks ago we could have put it yes. out on this show but i thought we put it in the bullshit uh the cold war show but yeah. um you know basically retired u.s major now an anti-war activist and talking yeah. about the military's role in the military industrial complex yes. um really really interesting guy brawl brave um you know uh, uh, going against his former employers and uh yeah doing a lot of good investigative journalism about what uh, is known as the West Point Mafia and how they control major sections of the uh, U.S., uh, you know, political yeah. and uh, business uh, elite. Anywho, check it out. I think it was our last Cold War episode. So we we have been on holidays for a week or two. We're back now. We'll be putting out mm -hmm. new episodes of uh, everything this month, Promise. including starting Nero, um, back to Da Vinci on the Renaissance later this week, uh, back to the mm -hmm. CIA on the Cold War. Back into it for more Ray and Cam 2021. And it's a minute. All right. Talk to you later. See ya. See ya. Bye-bye. Bullshit. 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 Bullsh